Leaping forward bionically. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Town. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have the usual band of reprobates. I'm talking, of course, about Badass B in the room. Shayna. Hey, it's Pat. And hiding deep in the back, in the cut, you might say. I'm he might not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go ahead, my brother. I cut you Jeff off. Jeff Apple. Jared Falapple, a.k.a. Twitter.com, Swing Dangling. Swing Dangling! Oh, damn. Sorry. I, I know, I know. I just love that name. Yeah. All right. And, of course, in house guest today we have... Hi, I'm Jason Doring. I'm the writer and creator of the current uh, creator on series The Naked Eye, now live on Kickstarter. Yes, sir. And we are going to get deep into that in just a few minutes. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And you've joined us for a very special show today, yes. man. We are all comics all the time. This week, we are talking the Bronze Age Boogie. This is a new book out from independent publishers, and man, I actually really enjoyed this because it's not. It sounds like one of those like '70s books, you know? Hey, man, you know, we're in bell bottoms and afros and now fighting crime and such. And it's actually set with characters from the Bronze Age who speak like they're from today and from the far-off future who are, like, fighting robots and aliens. It's a weird combination, and it comes together with an interesting story. So not to tip my hand too much, but I didn't hate this one. So we'll go into a little bit why Shayna had a real problem with it in the few. And then... Uh, and then of opening course, the file, gonna, yes. <laughs> we are going to delve deep, all the way deep, into Avengers Endgame. Now, mind you, as deep as we can go without spoilers, so Man, I understand that, people are real squeezed. That's going to be that. difficult. Well, try, okay? For, like, for, past the first 15 minutes of the movie, everything's a spoiler. Man. Uh, <laughs> so, for that journalistic, journalistic integrity, we're going to do our damnedest. Uh, and please pre taped If anyone blurts anything, we just edit it. Yeah, why do I feel like after I actually get to this, it's just going to be like, and so Avengers. Eh, just like black space, <laughs> and that was the review. Yeah. Well, you're gonna redact the entire <laughs> like 15 minutes of just dead no, just uh, dead air. No, don't do that. No, no, no. We'll uh, refrain from giving away any of those juicy tidbits. But dude, uh, I will say when Chuck Norris kicked his way on screen, man, my mind was blown. I mean, I'm just happy I finally got the elephants. Ele Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones didn't have the elephants there. The elephants. Yeah, there were dragons this time. No, no, they did kill Han, though, so spoiler. Hmm. All right, and of course, we're going to get the inside stuff uh, on Naked Eye. Yes. Excuse me, The Naked, naked Eye. Eye. He was yes. very specific to correct me before the show. I'm like, he's the creator of Naked Eye. He's like, excuse me, pal. It's The Naked Eye. So we'll get into that right it's, now, actually. got to make sure the search algorithms are all correct. Yeah, yeah. you got to no. have the The. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Lord knows where you'll end. There's... Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, there's a, a Naked Eye from 1995 that had two issues published by Antarctic Press. Okay, so it wasn't. So, oh, okay. um, you can find it in the, you can find it in the, in the dollar it's bin. It's also not a completely. Not even the dollar bin, the 25 cents. Yeah, like, it's not, also, uh, it's also know. not a completely it's unheard of turn of freeze. Yes. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it sounds like, okay, you look or up Naked Eye comic, you're going to come across your work and you're going to come across a porno from the 70s in yes. illustrated form. So, I mean, I it's kind of. Hard to, to, to I mean, to depending on what you're that. in the mood for. You're right. No, let's not knock the 70s porno. You're right. Thank you, Shayna, for letting us into your recreational activities. So you want to give us the lowdown, Jason, on The Naked Eye. Sure. It is the story of an amoral paparazzo who 
through uh, an, a dumpster accident, gains invisibility powers that are not super reliable. They only work at night, and when he goes invisible, his clothes do not. So he really has to be fully exposed in order to expose others. And all right, yeah, it's, then, then, and all, all puns intended there. Yes, right? absolutely, all yeah, puns yeah, intended. Yeah. Yes. And Here's I... Your transparency. Absolutely. And so when I wrote this, it was originally going to be just a pure Gonzo, John Waters-ish satire. I first wrote this story in 2007. But as events of the last few years have transpired, both in the entertainment industry and in politics, mm -hmm. I recognize that, you know, someone who has invisibility is able to gain access to all of these protected secrets that no one wants anyone that like the 1% don't want you to know mm. or the wealthy elite don't want you or the world's biggest Hollywood stars don't want you to know that they keep closely guarded that yeah, no one know, can get into. Yeah, 51 is, you yeah. know, the KFC recipe, you know, those really close to the chest works. Yes, exactly. So I, it's, it's kind of a new kind of power fantasy where, you know, everything is fully transparent mm. and even people like people cannot guard their secrets anymore. And you see that with, you know, Me Too, you're seeing it with, and just political, politically, where, you know, we're seeing people get away with all sorts of corruption in plain sight, but there's no one to make them accountable because there's no proof. Even, so, like, even if you go into sports, like, if someone does something horrible in sports, it's like, well, we never saw the video, so we're not going to give them that much of a suspension. So now, hey, that video is always going to be there because there's going to be someone you never see who's always watching you. I feel like this book had more of an agenda than you initially let on here. Um, it's, <laughs> it's unapologetically progressive, I will say that. I mean... I'm going to be who I'm going to be, and my thoughts are going to be my thoughts. If you like it, great. If not, then that's fine. Uh, I have pretty thick skin, you know, if people want to yell at me and stuff. i had many, many years of experience at that. Um, but, I mean, you also think, take it from a different perspective. There's all these anonymous trolls who are always harassing people. Mm -hmm. Like comics book creators, actors. Like we saw what happened with Kelly Marie Tran for Star Wars. Yeah. Daisy Ridley. And, I mean, they have this veil of anonymity. So, you know, what would happen if someone just came into these guys' house while they were, you know, swatting somebody and just and just cracked some skulls and, like, you know, nice. and called their moms, you know? Yeah, dude, a lot, and, of, a lot, of, a lot of the things that people don't really realize is that yeah, the games industry, the comics industry, um, TV, just general entertainment is not exempt from those same types of just general harassment I mean, and uncouth. It's funny because I think whenever you get into um, smaller sections of society, mm -hmm. the more apparent those kind of things are. Like, like for me, when I think about it, like I, I'm both a black person who's a woman who is a really deeply into geek culture and i always have been mm -hmm. but i am a huge minority so i thought you were about to say republican too just to really drive home. <laughs> no but it but when you have like minorities within minorities you really really start seeing those little subgroups that will either shun you be mean to you mm -hmm. like no it, it it it's like it's like being able to see what the issues are in the bigger society because you have a you know a closed like almost like a test pool as it were don't think we make you and no no not like oh, for as many cool guys that um who are my friends in geek culture there are i've come across like 
five or six other dudes who like questioned my knowledge or my devotion to my fandoms. Well, no, or... I've talked to Jared. He's not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I, I know that you know the number of parsecs. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. We joke, but you do make a very good point. It's just like the, by the numbers the majority it seems yeah and so like the internet gives everybody a voice but it also doesn't it's not it still doesn't it's still not an equal playing field like people who have more power are going to have more power people who have more money have things that move behind them and there's little to stop them like like you were just saying like how sometimes they're like there isn't enough evidence, sometimes there is. Yes. <laughs> there's sometimes there's plenty and people get slaps on the wrist exactly. and they right. go along and they were like, oh, well, it's not that bad or they couldn't prove the worst of the charges. Right. or You know, it's always something. And yeah, like normal people can feel super powerless because of that. Absolutely. Like, so even if we get a chance to get our voices, there's still someone who can stop us. So I, so I think the premise is interesting to say yes. the least. Like yeah, that. it's, it's, like it it's taking that hidden ugliness and shining a light on it so the truth can come out and it's it's done in a way that's i think comedic it's it's very similar a lot of the inspiration i take is from like those seth rogan r-rated comedies like pineapple oh, express nice. and, those, those and the interview <laughs> and this is the end and uh green hornet uh the main two characters have a very d dynamic similar to the green hornet mm -hmm. and kato where they just kind of bumble their way into stuff there's the one hyper competent guy and our main character is kind of the one who's really i'm trying to trying to think of the right word just really unsure of himself really um depressed really kind of who stumbles through life and um so it's done through a very comedic lens but i think the story of you know giving a voice to the voiceless and showing people that they have to be accountable for their behavior mm -hmm. um regardless of you know wealth status privilege you know that you know they everyone deserves the same justice i like that i like that as i was checking out the um uh the material you gave us online i was getting a sense of like the uh, uh the situations with uh, anita sarkeesian or yes. any of the other um, uh, uh, journalists that have fallen under these same attacks, or um, even even taking it to fiction, uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal had a movie Nightcrawler, which he was that um, by any means necessary uh, paparazzo, and I imagine this would be like the best case, worst case scenario, and that's the sense I got yes. from it. I don't know if that's if that's what you intended. Yeah, or if it, that's just a... it's very similar. It's the main character uh, Bram is very reluctant about doing this. He's always trying to balance between, hey, I can maybe get a really awesome, you know, private tape of somebody by like being right there and make mm -hmm. tons of money that way, like get and make a new Kardashian tape, mm -hmm. versus, well, I really should do this for the greater good and expose all these illegal activities like money laundering in the first issue it's illegal animal testing um embezzlement sexual harassment and extortion mm -hmm. so he keeps paying you a bowl yeah yeah you know the important stuff right so so he's always got that push pull and he's very into self-preservation so he's always fighting us like oh this is totally gonna get me killed and i'm just this totally clumsy unathletic 
dude who doesn't really even know how to defend himself all that well. And but luckily he's got a best buddy, like I said, who's his who's his Cato, his, his fellow paparazzo, who's this strangely hyper competent guy and he has no idea where any of his abilities come from and he doesn't really question it. He's basically like a ninja and then his friend is like looking at us like, How did you learn how to do that? See, like, this is just he's like, like skill is just the state of mind, my friend. <laughs> So he's my, the site, it's funny because whenever I was sending this around to people, they're like, Rich, who's his, who's the friend character. It's like, Rich is so awesome. Oh, I'm like, I intended him to be awesome. He's actually based on a very close friend of mine, Dave, um, who is this kind of, you know, pansexual, fluid, super groovy kind of like Casanova guy. And, um, well, did you just confess to, to to being the vigilante with your own personal Robin? <laughs> no, the character's not based on me. I don't, I, don't know how, the... I don't know how well the camera's picking up, but if you see the shades on this man, okay, yeah. that right there converts some, a mask like that. Some, the, the, character, the main character's an amalgam of a bunch of different people. Some of the things he experiences... You, yourself, and, and, uh, and you, of course. Some of the experiences are autobiographical, mm. um, but this character is very heavily flawed. Uh, and very I, multifaceted. So um, a, a lot of thought and care was put into everyone's characterization. Um, and like I really considered every angle what their backgrounds all mean, how it informs how they interact with each other, and what the inherent conflicts between them would be. So I, I really I really love the characters. Um, I mean, some of them are ba like... Because it's it's a love letter to my time in Los Angeles, as well as a lot of the people I met in Los Angeles. Hey, you so, mentioned that. Now, this man comes from L.A., like La La Land. Well, Boston born and bred, but I, I lived in L.A. for a good part of my man, 20s. I'm painting a picture, like, the ravages. <laughs> I was like, dude, did yeah. you not read his bio? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like, it's like Tinseltown is beating them down, but they couldn't count them out. Well, that's essentially what is happening, so you're <laughs> not wrong, man. Like, now yeah. we're back on board. Yeah. That is a correct mm -hmm. synopsis of the comic book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can never just be on my side, can you? <laughs> Would it be that fun if I was? Yes. Yes, it would. For whom? Me. For I don't one. know. You That's... should check ratings on that one. You see, you see the, uh, it's every week <laughs> I, I deal with it. All right. I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. That's how he sits, like, way back there, though, out of the Quietly. <laughs> well, it's nice to have Shane to keep you humble and immediately pump you back up afterwards. Come on, man. What happened? What happened? You're supposed to be my Robin here. All right, <laughs> flying with some elf shoes. I but I want to be the Kato. You can't be the Kato. Kato's better. Kato. Kato's Asian. I'm <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, you want to tell listeners where they can get a taste of the naked eye. Yes, there is a... I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to sound as perverse as that came out. <laughs> it's alright, There's some weird stuff happens in the comic, it's very appropriate. Um, yeah, no, the first panel did that for me, in the yeah. sample one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rich gets up to some very odd adventures. Uh, he's kind of the character I get to have the most fun with. Um, but the free six-page preview is on NakedEyeComic.com. I have a couple other panels on our Kickstarter. You just type in uh, The Naked Eye, and the full title of the Kickstarter is Naked Eye, Sex, Spies, and the Supernatural. And I've got some free, more more full finished pages there, as well as rewards, uh, such as the a body positivity pin, uh, who was designed by the Superstar Illustrator. I met on social media Karen Cunningham. She did the Proud and Perfect uh, Kickstarter, which smashed tons of 
stretch goals. Nice, nice. And uh, a variant cover by Irene Strachalski, who's worked on Gwenpool and Silk and uh, some Deadpool spinoff titles. I've never heard of these things. What um, was Deadpool, you said? <sighs> All right, that's that, that, was, that was funny, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, and, and everyone uh, laughed. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to make sure before we get back to the, I, I tend to go into tangents just because I love my my creative team, my collaborators so much. I love talking about them. Um, so yes, and she's got her own creator own uh, series called Fiendish coming out. Um, you can follow that on Patreon. Um, but my actual art team, I hired uh, a guy who I think is a superstar of Italian comics as my. Uh, Inker Colorist Letter. His name's Benjamino Del Vecchio. Uh, he's done stuff for Advent Comics. Uh, he's written, uh, he's drawn for Diabolique, which is a really long running series in Italy. And he's got his own book, uh, Tokai Dark Omens, creator owned. And uh, my cover artist, Saad Sherry. Uh, find him on Facebook, Saad Sherry Art. Uh, I've put him through the ringer the last few weeks because I also did, uh, he also did the illustration for an anthology I just contributed to called the Little Heroes Comics. Oh, all right. uh, nice charity anthology. Helps kids in the hospital uh, express themselves through art. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So that's, um, so that's everything about The Naked Eye, what people can get. I've got some other cool stuff uh, coming up. Uh, potentially uh, some sketch rewards from uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla Star and uh, Second Shift co-creator. Remember the XNL alien Scott Lost, and I've also got uh, a, a character sketch of our main heroine Danielle from Richard Pace, who's got a Second Coming coming out soon from Ahoy Comics. That was the, that's the big controversial uh, "What if Jesus came back to Earth uh, today?" comic. That's uh, everyone's been talking. It was uh, originally Vertigo moved to Ahoy, so. All right. Mm -hmm. I like so the where it takes alternate takes on like well-known religious figures mm -hmm. and my favorite is lamb which basically makes jesus batman which i thought was cool stuff i oddly like black jesus black so. the, the, the show was interesting for it a while is, i like that weird they had... but it's interesting i like it <laughs> all right all right we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit i just like that they had it's like jesus and he in the hood and i'm like what kind of corny is this <laughs> and then i actually watch an episode and it's like okay so they got them um Damn, I remember they were, they were like stealing fertilizer. I'm just like, okay, what the hell kind of BS is it? But I found out like they're stealing fertilizer so they can uh, uh, like fertilize a community garden to feed like an entire community. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like really ra ratchet ways of displaying like actual stuff Jesus might actually do. According yeah. to like the Bible, I'm like, damn, okay. I I I, I want to hate on it so bad, but oh, they just won't let me. Ah. All right, so that's pretty cool, man. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, so that's the plug for everything related to it. Um, but yeah, it's a story that's, I think, 12 years in the making, uh, finally coming to fruition. So I'm really excited right. to finally get this out there. Now you got to emphasize that part more. But you yes. got to say, 12 years in mm. the making <laughs> comes from on high. Yes. The naked eye. Can I can I get like a video of that? Because I want to be like my ringtone like, now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I feel like he could have done it in more epic voice. I could have. Yeah. Twelve years in the making, <laughs> raising up from the ground. This really <coughs> dries out the throat. Mm -hmm. yeah. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, that's not for comedic effect. That really does. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. So it's. At NakedEyeComic.com, the Kickstarter right now starts at... 
it's started now. We've got we're already eighty three percent funded. Oh, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, we've got about a little under three weeks left to go. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of cool stretch goals. You'll get if uh, if we get a little bit past goal, you'll get that antho- that charity anthology piece I talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get. Uh, prints of the sketch rewards. Everyone will get a print of that. And uh, the second issue, I've already scripted four issues. If we, you know, get a certain goal, we'll get issue two uh, rolling out soon too. So nice. So get on that while you can. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll miss out. For I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's the Naked Eye comic. Uh, dude, check it out. It sounds kind of awesome to me. Mm-hmm. All right, Chase. Thank you. Thank you very much for yeah, joining of course. us. Of course. All right. Anything else you want to say to the people? Me? Uh. Yeah, I'll just do a quick uh, rundown because we talked about before the show about how this all came to fruition. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I finished college, I moved out to L.A. to uh, follow the Hollywood dream. Uh, I started out, I wanted to be a producer. Uh, I tried to be a pro- uh, to get in in Boston, but everyone's like, you know, entry level, but four to seven years experience. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, I got to go to to Los Angeles. And so I was a PA. Where it's so much easier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so for a bunch of different shows, uh, iCarly, uh, The Office. Uh, Jonas, Super Nanny, Real Housewives of New York. Uh, I did a couple of workout videos, a couple of commercials. So, you know, I originally want to satirize all the ridiculous stuff I had to do. Uh, like, you know, drive into these, like, hillside mansions in the middle of the night. I almost died a couple of times doing that. Uh, you know, get coffee, get, you know, do janitorial work, give tours. Basically be like Kenneth the Page from 30 Rock. Mm. You've um, got better teeth, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, my my mom thanks you because spent a lot on orthodontics. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that story I wrote that this story just as a as a satire of that, and then after you know I got sick of being in California and really nothing happening for me. You know, plus it's like two dollars above minimum wage plus mileage, no benefits. So I wanted an actual you know steady job. So I came back here, went to grad school. Um, had some really inspiring um, professors at Emerson College. Um, oh, you're Emerson Hall? Yes. So am I. Again, awesome. did yeah. not read the Bible. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, who really convinced me that, like, you know, even though I came back here, my creative dreams weren't dead. And I finally wanted to follow through um, on, on you know, a big, you know, project I've had. I saved up for three years, uh, invested in this awesome art team, these awesome, you know, collaborators. And really, I mean, I'm doing this to finally get something that I've had really close to me out there for mm-hmm. a really long time. And it's it's been fun. It's been really stressful. Uh, I tell my wife we could have probably gone to Europe twice for what I invested in this. <laughs> oh, don't say um, it that way. <laughs> no, she's been really supportive and I really appreciate it. And yeah, so it's 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 something that I really want to do. I've had great encouragement from um, my friends at the Boston Comics Roundtable, um, and as well as the North Shore chapter because I'm from the the North Shore. Um, all those people have been really supportive. They did my, one of them did my trailer um, that's on the Kickstarter page. Cool little video. So yeah, I just really want to you know thank everyone who's who's been on this uh, this creative journey with me, and uh, I hope that I um, I give you something that you think is quality. And, yeah. And, uh, 
So, so yeah, thanks a lot for having me. And again, one more thing. Uh, thanks to our mutual friend, uh, Josh, for uh, setting up this opportunity. for Yeah, me. yeah. I was harangued online by this dude. Hey, man, look. Hey, man, mm-hmm. look. You got to. Hey, dude, let mm-hmm. me talk to you. Hey, let me talk to you. Hey, let me holler at you. Let me holler at you. So let me holler. That's not what happened. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. No, um, I'm actually really glad he uh, put us in touch. This was a really cool project, man. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming down, taking the time of course. out of your busy schedule and your pleasure. 14 jobs <laughs> that you ran down. To talk to us. Naked yeah. Power comic is out. Well, the Kickstarter is available now. Check it out. And, dude, yeah. hopefully you'll come back and give us an update. Thank you. Always happy to come back. All right. Fantastic. Enjoy it. All right. Now, Shane is over there. I know you've been chomping at the bit to give us the breakdown on Bronze Age Boogie. No, it wasn't. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. You can do it. Uh, <laughs> right. so Bronze Age Boogie is a book that's out right now. Did you read it? You didn't read it, did you? I'll I couldn't it open the pot. I couldn't open the file. Neither of the ones you sent. And I said that to you, and I never got a different file. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 How come yeah, you can't be like him and have a PDF file? <laughs> he had a nice, easy-to-open PDF file. Most regular folks have a CBR reader when you read comics, and I sent you JPEGs. To be fit. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. That's that, that was that second link. And I tried that, and I could not open it. Excuses, Again, excuses. thank you for the We're simple talking. PDF file. I, I try, I try. I have an Android phone, and that is very easy to open on thank an Android you. phone. I work, I work in UX. I try to make things very easy see? for everybody. PDF see this go. right there? <laughs> yes, yeah. it looks interesting. I would have loved to have been able to read it two weeks ago. Well, if you had, it's a very interesting book called Bronze Age Boogie from, of all places, Ahoy Comics. And this is a very interesting book. I'm handing to Shane right now so you can actually read during the review. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're seriously reading it. With the... Yep, yep. All right. Well, Bronze Age Boogie is a story of a girl who actually comes from the Bronze Age, but for some reason she speaks like we do here in 20... 20... <laughs> and there's no real explanation why. But as you progress in the story, you see, well, she's actually had influence from her... Uh, well, for lack of a better term, her monkey sidekick, who's an actual chimpanzee that she has as a friend, who comes from the future. He's a talking chimpanzee who comes does from kind of a have, Planet of the Apes type society. Why does everybody society. have chimp friends from the future? Oh, he's from oh, the Planet of the Apes. No, but how, I feel like this is becoming a trope, years. though. Well, it takes time. you got to save up for these things. I feel yeah, like you know? this is becoming a trope, just a little bit. I just the feel like I've seen kid. it enough. Where have you seen this enough? I, I just watched know. Umbrella Company like a month ago, and it had a freaking chimp that sidekick. That doesn't count. He was the butler. Clint Eastwood did two movies. He was, no, but he was that's, the sidekick to the professor. He was the sidekick to the professor, specifically. In, 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 he in, called in, him his in master. But loose, slash, any which way you can. He's hardly the only random chimp I see in media. There's just always a chimp. Right, Pick a different I, I, ape. I don't know. I feel like you're reaching for this. I'm one. not I'm, reaching. I'm, 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 I'm gonna just leave that one right there. To be it's... fair, most other apes would rip off your hands and face. So. A yes, chimp would do. rip off your hands and face. Yeah, also still, like, true. Look very funny while they do it. Like the woman who got the face transplant. That's how she lost her face. That's true. It was a chimp. I thought it was an ape for something. How is this? A chimp is an ape. Conversation right now. Because neither of us read. But the they're comic. also the ape. <laughs> <laughs> they're also the only ape that eats meat, and they're really aggressive. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, from Shana's Wild Country. Um, Bronze Age Boogie is actually a really cool story. I enjoyed this, seeing how I'm the only one that read it. I'll talk about it real quick. Yeah. Um, 
I Man, enjoy good, like future stories, and a lot of the ones that give like alternate histories or Elseworlds uh, tales are the ones that usually involve time travel and characters meeting up with past selves and going to the distant future and real Back to the Future type stuff. This presents it more as a, um, I've been having dreams of so-and-so and I'm heralded to be the past and future person, but it's set more along the lines of Thundar the Barbarian. If anyone read those comics or watched that cartoon series. Oh, that takes the person back. Thundar? Yeah, <laughs> Thundar was an interesting remember. story that's set in our future, but it's a barbarian story, you know, so it's a really weird take on this. And same thing with Bronze Age Boogie. It's the distant future where the hero that saves our, well, not saves, the hero that's fighting for humankind and the race and such actually comes from a past age that, if they're successful, will never have existed. It's a weird dichotomy that they kind of throw all these random characters at, and then it starts off with a mystery where there's a golem who's also a go-go dancer. And there's, exactly, see what you missed? And there's also a uh, a future Dr. Chimp Ape who is unrelated to the past future Chimp uh, sidekick. It's weird, and I love this book so hard. The artwork is actually pretty cool and amazing. I I thought some kind of funny things from, like, the cover art. It's like, yeah, I've seen, man, this looks like kind of a hokey takeoff of books like Codename Knockout. Um, you know, Dial H for Heroes, something that really hits you with a specific hook and then won't deliver on over time. This one, well, granted, I mean, we're only a couple issues in, but it delivered. I like what Ahoy Comics is bringing these days. It kind of smacks of, um, uh, I don't know, like, like a, new, a new generation boom studios. You know, they're really coming with the indie books where a lot of the uh, other companies have kind of slept on these. I mean, Wildstorm isn't really a thing anymore. Boom itself has gotten, has become pretty much like the corporate entity he was fighting against when first started. And this is a uh, surefire sign. I, I'm pointing here like you've got the book in your hand. I mean, but, uh, technically. Alright, well, uh, the book is Bronze Age Boogie. is available now. I'd say check it out. Go to Comixology or uh, it might be available in print at your local comic shop, even though I, I know they didn't have the wide distribution. If you go to a larger place, if you're in New York, maybe like Midtown Comics, if you're in Boston, like a Kamikaze, one of those spots, and check it out for yourself. Um, highly recommended. Thumbs up. Yeah, like, I will say one thing. Like, the cover art does not belay at all the weirdness yeah, right? that is in here. Like, it actually looks too down key for what's in it yeah i got like an overly polished it looks like a uh, higher quality or um more contrived uh archie betty veronica story almost yeah it you know i totally get that yeah yeah so i'm, I'm, I'm glad but inside it it's just that it did. craziness but good craziness yes all right see see so i'll, I'll let you read that and then you can then you know thank me later <laughs> <laughs> all right so now, let's talk about the piece de resistance. Just speak French so I can do the accent, you mm-hmm. All right. We are talking, of course, about Avengers Endgame. This is the Geek Down spoiler-free review. I'm going to kick it over to Shayna right now because since you actually saw this and was so amazed by the end credits screener. See, stinger. There was no stinger. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Through your curve, you got me. <laughs> All right, and that that in itself isn't a spoiler. It's telling you don't wait for the stinger. But do watch the credits. All of them have. The credits were cool, but there's been a lot of speculation about whether there's screeners. No, there's not screeners. Don't tell anyone there's not screeners. It's like, no, No, dude. Just just save folks the 10 minutes of their time. No, like, 
I would say watch the credits because it is a really nice tribute to all the actors, all the people behind the scenes, the directors, everybody, the producers, everybody who put in for this movie, all the crew, they are honored in the credits. Like, the Endgame credits is honoring this whole three-phase journey that was the MCU up until this point. Mm. Yeah. And I also remember also in the credits, one thing that I noticed my girlfriend laughed a lot about is there's a dude uh, whose name was Josh S. Smallwood. So that could not have been an easy name to grow up with. And no, you know what? My favorite YouTuber, his name is Carl Smallwood. That's just unfortunate. So, and he looks just like Bo Durham. It's it's weird. <laughs> okay, that's that's like a random combo. It is. Yeah. But he's super funny. So. Uh, all right. So this has so much to do with Avengers. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Avengers. <laughs> this is what happens all right, when you can't talk spoilers. <laughs> it gets no. Okay. Dicey. Okay. So we'll get to the actual story itself. Avengers Endgame is the culmination of Marvel's 22 film uh, endeavor, starting back in 2008 with the first Iron Man picture. They've been building up to a larger story ever since. And even though it wasn't always the original intent to have an opus that goes this far and essentially retell with um, several changes of story that has existed in the Marvel Universe for a long time, I think they managed to do it uh, I think this was the best culmination oh, no, they could have possibly awesome. asked for. This, this was like... Man, okay. Writing carefully. Um, this was such a send-up to the fans. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. man, there were so many wink-wink, nudge-nudge moments, and I'm like, <gasps> that... Oh, yeah. I... I Oh, it was just nice, like not only and not just like the people who were fans of the movies and been watching them from the beginning, but the hardcore comic book fans that have also been supporting these movies. Like, yeah. there's so many little, so many yeah, like random fans. titles from random issues and <laughs> little nods to certain storylines and story arcs. It it was just, re- yeah, no, I geeked hard, uh, so no, it, hard it, it, to it, an embarrassing level. Okay. It is perfectly okay yeah. because you are you are definitely allowed. I'm also glad you added like uh, you elaborated on each of those because the, from the tone of your voice, that it, this sounds like you watched uh, uh, Wes Anderson's Avengers. There was so <laughs> that that was a funny idea though. Avengers <laughs> by Jim Jarmusch. No, I don't want to see that. Um, okay, so you got to see it and you enjoyed the picture so much. So, like, um, I I really had f- I had a good time um, watching it, and I think it was a really good closing of this chapter because I know the um, MCU has to change beyond this. Like, because one, a lot of actors want to do new things and they don't want to commit as much time to these franchises. And I know they plan on adding new characters. Also, because you know people also get older. That's the other very thing. True, and true, I think they really. Seen. Yeah, and I think they really do want to build it to a point like they've been building it into the comics that some of these characters aren't just characters, that they're mantles that can be passed. Mm-hmm. And I think that they really want to be clear that we can go, like, it'll go on. Like, there can still be stories to be told, even though this story could easily have been the end of the MCU and it would have oh, yeah. been a satisfying ending. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things, uh, oh, well, basically the plot of this, first, let's get that out of the way yeah. first of all. Um, the plot of this movie, if you haven't seen Avengers and uh, Avengers Infinity War, we will spoil that. Thanos yes. has it's come to Earth. He achieved his goal, the long-standing goal, which uh, several of the movies 
have uh, have um, have presented where he's after the Infinity Stones. He got the damn Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. He needs the gauntlet. He got the freaking gauntlet. He killed that Guardian. Yep, snapped and, Apocalypse. Exactly, and he boom snapped his fingers and wiped out half of the entire universe. Now, originally this was also painted. One of the things I really liked about Infinity War is that he had benevolent intent. Yeah. He, he was going to I'm not wipe saying out it the... wasn't wrong, but yeah, but yeah. He like was he wipe wanted out to, which mm-hmm. okay, yeah, but in a sense, yes, it fixes overpopulation, but it also tends to when you quell a um, population like that, also tends to tank economies and cities. And yeah. because there's a reason why we have so many people in a given place, sometimes it's not just that we're overcrowded; we actually need people. Right. I, think, <laughs> I think the movie does do a good sh- job of in the background details showing the effects of that yeah. Yeah. in the first in the first hour or so, yeah. which I thought was yeah. a nice touch. See, I like I like the way they did that too. And the complaints that I heard from people is that yes, they spent too much time doing that. They dragged out, but I thought that was all necessary. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't you think have to any see the ramifications really of the job, previous movie. I can't you know? honestly say there was like a scene. That I'm like, oh, that could have been cut because almost everything tracked back in as you went like everything came full circle there was nothing that they gave you at the beginning of the movie that wasn't relevant for the end of the movie yeah we're dealt with the concept we're presented with the consequences of how do the avengers carry on with loss of half of their roster how does the rest of the world deal with a loss of half of the population and that's just on this planet you know we see people mourning left and right the rest of the universe we see a couple of other planets well, not planets. We see a couple of planetary representatives, uh, how they handle business. And we get tidbits of what's happened between Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. Uh, so when you know they're going to introduce Carol Danvers, we see how, um, uh, or rather, we get hints of what she's been doing in between these. Mm-hmm. Because Infinity War famously ended with Sam Jackson putting out the call to Captain Marvel. Should have called her earlier. <laughs> I don't think you realize it's going to be a planetary threat uh, until you start blowing away in, like, literally in the no, wind. I love how only the people who needed, like, more moments either to say or do something didn't disintegrate right away. Oh. Like, everybody else just, all we are is this. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> but, like. Bucky had time to look into Cap's eyes. Like Black Panther had time to say some. Spider Man had time to beg not to die. <laughs> oh man! What'd you call it? Oh, that still crushed me. Nick Fury had time to send that text message. Like, well, I mean, to be to be fair, yeah, it was a beeper. So right. now okay. we've got too accustomed to yeah, yeah, a one button thing. We've gotten accustomed. I need to work out this message. Mm-hmm. I gotta add my emojis real quick. I'm blown away. I mean, it could have oh, been man, worse. He could have to... pulled out a two way. Oh, dang! In the box. Yo, how how long? What are the roaming charges on <laughs> on intergalactic? Uh, all right, I don't even want to know how much that plan costs monthly. Wait. A I like, phone even. He works for the government. It's taken care of. Oh, you know what that means? That means we're paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Well, I, I've talked a lot about uh, trying not to give away spoilers, but I it's, know, it's like I, I feel like I'm shortchanging the story. Yeah. Like, okay, what? Okay, maybe we should just agree that there is a at least one spoiler that we can't avoid. 
No, you can avoid all of them. You just have to. We, well, we couldn't talk. One thing I was impressed with, <laughs> kind of along those lines, is the yes. footage they showed in commercials and like little clips and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. It gave absolutely nothing away. Yeah. No, even this the stuff you thought would be like a consequential scene. Yes, like they they it didn't go the way you would like. It to go. Oh, the team who edits Marvel's trailers, mm -hmm. like. Oh my gosh, you're really good at hiding things that we are not supposed to see. Like, man, it's just like with um Thor Ragnarok when they um CGI'd his eye back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, was... like cause the original photo had no eye. They put an eye there mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so that, you know, we wouldn't know that he got his eye gouged out in the movie. Yeah, and I myself am usually a proponent of not CGing things in commercials. Um, hence why we were all still flabbergasted when we saw, uh, uh, Batman, uh, versus Superman mm -hmm. and that mouth. Oh my God. Yeah. Donald so Justice. Justice. So Donald uncanny. Justice, they, yeah, That's they, they such the end. We fell into the uncanny valley on that one. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was, yeah. The weird thing yeah. is, I actually, it was maybe it's because of the screen I was on, I actually didn't. No, I was looking for it, and I didn't think it was that You didn't bad. see the mouth? No, his mouth was He's chucking his children like... Weird. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's because they intentionally shot him like... It's like, you have time for questions, Superman? Sure! Maybe it's because they intentionally... What do you want to know? ...shot in like this grainy, home video-ish kind of way that tried to mask it a little bit. This maybe, like, but like, it, was, I, you know. it was more than that scene. This, this just and, makes yeah. me feel like some sort of Henry Cavill stalker, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's not his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I know the nuance, the contours of those lips. Loops you know what's funny? I saw him in his very, I remember seeing him in his very first movie. Uh -huh. So it's like, I always think back when I see him, I'm like, oh my God, he played, he was in Count of Monte Cristo. He played the Count's son. Wait, that was in like, what, 97? Something like that, yeah. I remember. Wait, was he, was he, is this, is this like a Sam Rockwell and Ninja Turtles moment? Is he like a, was he, is he a child actor? Yeah, well, he was a teenager at the time. It was like his first okay. big acting role. Damn, alright. I remember I when saw I saw him, and I was like, yo, he has the looks to be a leading man, because he had really bright blue eyes, and I remember seeing that, and I was like, man, he could totes be a, like, look-wise, could totes be a leading man, and then eventually I started seeing him all over the place, and he became Superman. I was like, ha! Yeah. It's Albert! <laughs> alright, see, those are the moments you have, like, if you're ever watching Newsies, and you're like, wow, oh, so if that baby kid, Christian if, if that kid ever got his teeth fixed in a really weird way, he could be a leading man. <laughs> or, you, or you watch, like, a late period growing pains, and then the last, the last open house, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, jeez, that kid's right. doing great things with a switchblade. Yeah. I wonder how he'd look drowning off a boat. <laughs> uh, no, Leo's done a lot for um for someone with that hairline i am damn impressed there's nothing wrong with his hairline yeah you say that all right but i mean he started with the okay off topic he's like almost 50 years old too yeah. so i mean yeah that's what trips me out but he's like whatever he's he, he, he got teenage. a dad bop and dad bot and we would still do leo it's fine he still looks great we like him he has he's charismatic Yes, all. yes. Speaking for myself, I would still do Leo with his. No, dad all of us in. would still do Leo. Don't don't make it sound like like this is a question. I'm just. <laughs> all right. Well, back to Avengers, um, dude. One thing I'm really jazzed about is everything you thought would happen, uh, like all throughout the entire run. Uh, didn't. They no. threw us curves left no, and right, like, and I was there first, trying to predict scenes. First fifteen minutes, changed. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it was going to go to a completely different way. and they, But they did that in the first 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, so that's not the movie? Well, oh, here's, okay. the, here's the thing that, that the first 15... You guys have been pretty silent back. Well, Jared. I mean, I'm been in pretty... the back. but like, yeah, And I've tried to talk and then been 
cut off. But I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's past <laughs> so sorry, Jay. You have the floor. So. It's all right. Please. No, I, I agree. I like. I was completely floored by how much they because like that the beginning happens and then you're like okay well now how they do three hours of this <laughs> oh it's gonna be three hours everybody morning i mean i'm in for that i watch I mean, a lot of like criterion movies but like it's kind of yeah weird like superhero movie yeah this, i'm like whoa is this just gonna be a major character piece okay yeah. <laughs> no okay <laughs> no no you're absolutely right um it seemed to me though like, I was trying to predict things left and right because I've seen several interpretations of this story. Um, well, of course, there's the original comics and the way that played out. But it's also, nothing this is, like that. Yeah, this story has been approached by uh, anim the animated series mm -hmm. and at least one of the um, straight-to-video animated oh, movies. Yeah. Yeah. And each one of those has their own unique way of approaching it and how they actually fight Thanos. And I'm thinking, okay, which one are they going to go with? Are they going to go with the one from this storyline or the one from this comic here? And I know what Thanos eventually did with this um, with this plan. Are they just going to adapt that for, like, live action? And, like, they had hints of those stories, but it's, like, just logical ways that Thanos could have approached it. Mm -hmm. And then when that's not what happened, I was just like, okay, so I see what's happening here. And then this is going to this is gonna happen, right? This is going to this is gonna happen any, any minute now. This is... No. no? That's not... Oh, well, God, what? And it's just like from there, I knew like all the all like the the, the forecasting that I had done, the speculation that yeah. we had all done online. <laughs> I think this is gonna happen. I predict this. So many damn theories about Ant Man going up Thanos's butthole. He did Why not go up Thanos' butthole. Why would anybody think someone would do that? I don't know. Like maybe in real life, but in a movie, come on, man. Yeah. I, by the I amount mean, of stuff that people have speculated about this picture. I mean, legit, like, that'd kill like, a person, but I'm just saying. That is the least crazy thing. Thanos that... seems like he'd have a pretty tough tummy. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. just, I, mean, I don't know if it would work. One thing that I was, I was talking with friends about is they never really define what powers Thanos actually has at mm. any point in any of the movies. Other they, than I just, think you'd have to, to get... Yeah, because you'd have to get into what Thanos is. Mm -hmm. And... That's gonna take too much time, but yeah, they do give like, you at least issues, vi uh, like issues. a visual representation of okay, well, this is how much the pa the heroes that we know their power sets, and how much he whoops their you know yeah yeah. <laughs> we don't oh. know enough to know that he's very strong. Yes, yeah. like, and it's like he's at thing. least physically a match for the Hulk, if not more so. And that's just him by himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We never, yeah. In Infinity War, we never see him without the stones, and he's always using them to get the advantage in Infinity mm, War. Not always, though. Like, when you, like when he attacked the Asgardian ship, he wasn't using the, I the new he stones. Had the... He has them, but he's yeah, not like using both, yeah. them. And, They're and... on his person, but he's not. Because mm -hmm. it still takes, like, mental power to use them. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't using them, and they glow and all that stuff. So he wasn't using them in those moments. So when he kicked Hulk's and when he killed movie. Loki, no, I was trying to swear. Oh, okay. um, and when he killed Loki, that was all his own physical power. Mm -hmm. We also saw a little bit. It wasn't him directly fighting, but it was the evidence that he can take. He can and has been taking over these things like himself. He's there right. at Ground Zero <laughs> in uh, Gamora's flashback. Yep. When he when we're see, we're shown when he first found and adopted her. Mm -hmm. It's him having like 
he's there walking through a battlefield and his soldiers have like killed half of and without one of those mm-hmm. have well, killed have half of the folks yeah. on mm-hmm. her planet and that was even more unfair because it wasn't like snapping you know the lottery of thanos's yeah like quick and painless we yeah. just disappear out of existence yeah, no no we're was, gonna no. we're gonna execute it yes like we're gonna firing line you up squad. on either side too so the others get to watch yeah, i know oh, that also means that after the snap they lose half of what's left yeah. So it was like three quarters of oh that's just mm-hmm. low <laughs> now, come on man think about it like I mean, think yeah. about the poor Asgardians. Like they, what you call it? Yeah. They lost their home, mm-hmm. and some people died in that. The whole altercation with Hela. Yes. Yeah. Then they escaped their exploding planet. Yeah. And Thanos shows up, kills a bunch of them yeah. there, and then the snap happens, and then another half. So yeah, only like, 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 <laughs> a couple dozen of them left. Probably. Yeah. How are you gonna yeah. cut them down like one sixteenth? So of a, of a, of though a some people, some people say. There is question of whether or not he actually killed half of the Asgard when he showed up because what you call Heimdall, um, the Hulk, Thanos, um, Thor, and Loki seem to like have been finding them to buy them time. And I wonder if they mm-hmm. had Valkyrie evacuate because Valkyrie wasn't with them. Right, yeah. So maybe she evacuated the people. So maybe not so many of them died. Well, no, we saw the remnants because if you recall when well, Carl no. Urban, Carl Urban is in the Marvel movies, y'all. Well, yeah, no. He's yeah. very, he's very greatly overshadowed. But they but never really was, said he specifically killed half of them, but he did attack their ship because yeah. he was really just there for the Infinity Stones. Yeah, but I mean, he, he, he had, he had his fun while he well, no, stuff. that's like his thing. So, I yeah. mean, I'm not saying he didn't try. I'm saying that maybe they bought enough time to get more of the Asgardians out than half. All right. Well, we've proven we know the story backwards and forwards. Yes, Let's do. talk about uh, Avengers Endgame because this so this, this movie was, it was long. Yes, Barry. but it was wall to wall Easter eggs. If you're a if you're a fan of the comics, there'll be tons in there for you. If you've never read a comic but you're a fan of the previous Marvel movies, mm-hmm. there's yeah. tons in there for you too. Yes, like this was is. written with such care to all of that. Yeah, you know, and there's only one, one, one small, minor, not even one character, but like collection of characters that I feel was left out and that's like the only thing I can be upset about in this oh, the rest wait. is like oh what's what's up you No 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 I'm like really thinking about what character you're probably talking about and I'm like uh... you, you got you got to go way back um you got to go pretty far back for it and the thing is it's just like I don't know how much folks are thinking about uh them now but a few years ago, this would have really pissed people off, you know, and, and now I think it's just been enough time where folks are like, oh, yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah, well, anyways, you know, and I'm just like, but, 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 because they did everything else, every, like, nuanced yeah. Easter egg was so in there, and I'm like, that is freaking cool. And it, like, played I'm out everybody's story thing. arc. It was... Yeah, and I'm yeah. watching this whole thing permagrin like, oh, my God, they did that, and then they did, oh, and do with the faggots. And then something so, like, minute but expected doesn't happen. And I'm just like, oh, this is the worst movie ever. (laughs) Credits. Who's going to sit and watch it? No, no. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's so minute that with everything else they threw in there, for such satisfaction of, like, hardcore fans and casual fans alike, that it became that much more noticeable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's like that's that, it's like a little thing that, that needles away at you. If you're really attached to this whole franchise, you sat through the good movies, you that sat through the bad movies, the kind of yeah movies. I mean, 
You know what I'm talking about? Some really bad. There's some that yes. that are like. Did you see? So, did you see uh, Dark World? I mean, it was just. I think all of the movies to me. Competent. I yeah, like they were all competently like made. All right, so we want to yeah. thank Jason for making his last appearance. On <laughs> I feel like maybe perhaps um, you like Kenneth Branagh. I do, and I—I I mean, I like—I like Loki a lot, and that was a nice showcase yeah. for Loki. I no, think it's... just got my Dark World. Right. I think the only pe- reason people don't like Dark World is because Christopher Eccleston got like nothing to do. Yeah, no, As... he, the villain was, was could have just not been there. Yes, yeah. I mean, I think it's a showcase no for to that Thor villain. and Loki as characters and their relationship. <laughs> I yeah, thought. you take vi- you take Loki not being Thor's villain, and the other one you put in there just just didn't compare to Loki. Like, yeah. it just didn't. Like, he... There, no. He had no... He literally could not have... He could just not have been there. And it, you probably would have had almost the same movie. Yeah. O- only Thor's mother wouldn't have died. Like, that is it. That would be the big change. Well, yeah. I think they may have overestimated people's, um, I guess, love of the general Thor mythos at the time. Because it feels like when they introduced Hela, they got it. Mm-hmm. This is a villain for a character we we care about. Well, At they also time, completely have... rehauled Thor as a character, so yeah. the villain to play the, the villain to be as foil is gonna be different. Yeah, but we need that attachment still, which we didn't get. This was basically like if if this was if it was all like the frost giants and uh, uh, the middle ground between when Loki went bad, that mm-hmm. would have been, I think, a better placement for Thor two. You know, and Mar- the Marvel movies have long suffered, well, not long suffered, but they have in the past suffered kind of a, um, I don't know, kind of a, a sophomore slump uh, with the different franchises. Iron Man 2 uh, was, yeah, you know, I thought most mm-hmm. of us in this room <laughs> thought Thor 2 was, you know, still kind of, Avengers the wor- 2 left okay. people flat I as think well. I Thor 2 was the you worst know? of the I like movies, Avengers but, like, 2. It was good. See, with me, I do agree with general software. Yeah, I actually thought... I like Age of Ultron. You can judge me if I, you want to. I, I like Age of Ultron. I'm also. like... Oh, come on! It's better on look, second look, rewatch. I didn't care it for it when I saw it the first time. I do want it, to watch it again. Also I saw, because I saw it again, James Spader... It, it better on second. Yeah. Yeah. My like, girlfriend doesn't understand Vision or uh, Wanda, so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, we, we have to watch of Age of Ultron. Like, I can. Yeah. I might like it better the yeah. second time. My wife skipped Age of Ultron, and when we got to Civil War, she's like, who are... All of these people. Yeah. Like, like, you should have watched Asia Ultron. Yeah. In no situation, um, there's a Wikipedia article just ready to go. Yeah. To me, I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is actually the weakest Marvel movie. And that one had Dave Hasselhoff, so that's really saying something. Yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily call it. Two? My thing only with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is that I wish they had done more with Peter's character. Just because everybody felt felt like they had a clearer arc than he did, it just seemed like his arc was the same as the previous movie. Like, everybody else had a different arc except for him. Yeah, I think they served all the characters very well, like, overall. Yeah. So. I thought, no, I agree, I agree with Shana. I yeah. thought he was shortchanged because they promised a lot after the first Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think they put all their eggs in that one basket where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we have this movie, we're probably not going to get any more. Let's get as much what if. Right into yeah. this as possible, and then kind of leave folks wondering, you know. And then they're like, "Oh, we got, we're doing a second one, okay." And we got how much? But oh, um, okay, let's um, what uh, ooh, uh, 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 and all types of speculation mm-hmm. came came uh, uh came yeah, just like came around online, and I I think that was never gonna live up to the hype mm. that people were ready were waiting for. Like I was thinking 
you know, they they dip into like star jammers and the Shi'ar, yeah. you know, and such. No, because, like, it could have been anything. No, too close, too close to the um X Men yeah. universe. Well, I mean, yeah, well, because we're, they're we're key players in the um Phoenix saga, right. so it's like. Does that fit into X Men characters? And you know how they didn't at the time have yeah, rights but to use they go any. cosmic. I mean, anything's no, like, like it doesn't matter. Anything directly you know? related to the X Men canon was at the time unusable for them. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah which is why they can't use Annihilus or Galactus or, or Silver, Silver Surfer, which yeah. they can now. But yeah. that was then. You yeah, know? I'm, 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 I'm kind of hoping they do. Like they're I'm still figuring hoping. out Namor too. So oh don't yeah, you know what they want to do. Stop yeah. right there. I was gonna say, don't do Namor. No, remember Namor was part of the Defenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm because that was I'm, him, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, and Hulk, yes. and then Secret Defenders with Deadpool. Let's get that one. Namor. Let's get. I don't know how to cross Deadpool into the MCU. Into the MCU. I, I'll be fair. I don't. I don't. Want I, f- I kind of can. like him off you his don't. own thing. I don't. Yeah. Because I don't want... look. I like the MCU, but I do know that it is constrained by certain things. Like, these movies exist most not just to take chances, but to make money. So, I get why Deadpool's fun, and I like Deadpool, but I don't think he would work as well in yeah. that world. In this very PG-13 world, when he's a hard R. I also like the earnestness okay, of the okay, MCU. Okay, no, I, <laughs> I, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah. You like the... I like the earnestness of the MCU. So, like, having somebody, like, poking holes and everything mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. quite work the same way as it does in comics where there's, like, decades of history already and you can always reset. Like, like... these movies, there's, like, three of them a year at most. So you kind of got to yeah. pick your spots on how much you, like, parody them. I mean, why y'all got to taint my theories <laughs> I mean, with all this logic? <laughs> it would be nice to see Deadpool in the actual existing X-Men universe because they've even... If that makes up, ab- that one makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Mm. Like you've but got characters funny. swapping decades and like aging a year. Yeah. You know, oh my god. No, that that there would be that timeline makes no sense. So yeah. Let's not. Well, there would be reason to bring them in if one thing they actually could do uh, for the next chapter, if they're going to continue with the Marvel movies, as we really hope they will, especially mm-hmm. after uh, Endgame was just like this was not just. I think a really good picture, mm-hmm. but also a really good um, uh, representation of what fans have been asking for for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, this one had a lot of things that fans were hoping to see in previous movies that haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, and the storyline threw people curves which weren't expected. Everyone was really all about, well, I know how this has to play out. Let's just hope they do it with like good special effects and stuff. You know, and there was still lots of surprises. Mm. You know, so it's like now they've earned one, I think, a lot of good cachet to take chances. Yeah. And if they do, I think the next place they go would be Secret Invasion. And Secret Invasion would offer opportunities to introduce Deadpool to this world. I, I still don't think Deadpool's going to be in this world. Like, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe not. He's but just it's, too. It's not like the. It's not like there would be no R opportunities. They're so. They're so like hardcore PG thirteen, and he's just too R. And like to bring him there, I feel like would water him down. So I'd rather him stay in his own like fourth wall breaking universe where he cracks jokes about them, but not necessarily interact with them that much. Or just if they show up. It's like non canon for them. Yeah, because it's just uh. it. 
I I don't want to water him down. Right. Like you can't do all this stuff. Like, have you seen the unrated version of Deadpool two? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, so you couldn't have that in the MCU, and you no, know you it. Could not. <laughs> that's the version where Ant Man goes up Thanos's butt. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why you can't have it in MCU. <laughs> all right. Well, with Avengers Endgame, this does wrap up the uh, long running storyline that. All the Marvel movies, the, all the Thor movies, the Iron Man movies, um, the Avengers uh, proper movies, Captain America, who I actually really enjoyed uh, all of the Captain America movies. Civil War is one of my favorite movie, I mean, movies, films, I cinema. I debate whether time. or not that's his movie, but yeah, no, it's no, no, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not his movie. But <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's still it's still technically Captain America three, you know, and Winter Soldier was my favorite of all of no, them until was... I saw Endgame. And now Endgame, I guess Infinity War Endgame, because they are, it really is also to the second half of that two movie. Yeah, yeah. but it's That's... interesting perspective-wise, because Infinity War is Thanos' movie. Like, it's told from his perspective. Like, if you yeah. can't tell, it's told from his perspective. He is very much sympathetic and humanized in that movie. No, I concur, yes. Um... This is not his movie. It's not told from his perspective because we're seeing the fallout of what he's done. Mm. And we're seeing, like, so you get to see the being knocked down, the rally, and the pushback. Like, that's what this movie is. And that is the best synopsis I can give without giving anything away. (laughs) I'm glad nobody heard that. Yeah, no, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay, so I dug Infinity War. Your impressions. I definitely, definitely dug Infinity War. That was, that was, no, no, that was great. That was like one of the best geek moments of the year. Like, um, I'm happy. All right, cool. One thing I'm really glad about too is it wasn't just a, well, Thanos did this, now let's get a movie. It was a heist movie. Mm. You know, it was a revenge movie. There's a lot of like detective work in there. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is really interesting and there's one other it's, kind of category we could throw in but can't say without stro- spoilers well no 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 spoilers but it is <laughs> we're doing a spoiler specific episode right after this i know <laughs> yeah. 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 but it's well, so talk like too. the more you talk the more you realize how hard it is though yeah. <laughs> all right well should we continue coming up jason yes. while you're here taking sure. part in this in this algonquin round table <laughs> All right, you want to give us your thoughts yeah. on Avengers? I Endgame. think there's definitely something for everyone if you're a fan of any specific character uh, within the MCU canon. Uh, you'll definitely get something that makes you happy at, uh, you know, no matter which character of the original ones um, that you like the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone gets their own moment to shine, their own emotional journey. Um, I think, uh, I'll try not to spoil it, but I think... Um, my favorite part was actually um, Nebula gets a surprising amount of depth in yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. I, I love Karen Gillan. I think she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Doctor Who fan, it's nice to see her succeed like that. Um, and yeah, the the action scenes are pretty incredible. And to piggyback off of uh, the credits, um, like even just from my history of working on like these tiny little studio productions, knowing all the work that goes into stuff, something like that, Mm -hmm. seeing what's been pulled off from a visual and production standpoint is, is really astounding. 
um like i'm like i can't believe how many man hours that must have taken or oh, woman hours or just like, and the effort is just yeah. like blows my mind mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i really like too how they had a, a lot of a lot of opportunity for uncanny valley to really take you out of the movie in this we see we see so much of thanos without like the helmets yeah and such we see mm -hmm. people aged up and de-aged and all mm -hmm. types of stuff yeah, yeah and that could have like that 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 sam jackson stuff from uh carol danvers could have really thrown us off yeah, yeah they really made the from, um, um captain marvel excuse me <laughs> they really made that that technology really like bad. oh my yeah. god like yeah. between when they shaved off years off sam jackson mm. and robert downey jr mm. and what's your who else um sam jackson like that like especially sam jackson and, uh, <laughs> and uh, michael douglas like oh my god you made michael douglas look like michael 30 douglas. 40 area and i'm like yeah. it, 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 it's it's uh war of the roses michael douglas yeah right yeah it's like, romancing the stone michael douglas yeah. yeah it's disclosure michael douglas like yes like he looks that young and it's like wow <laughs> like that so hats off to those techs and engineers like yeah. mm. that however they pulled it off it, it was miraculous because he really did look and i guess it kind of helped that since all these people are actors there is video footage of them all at these ages right <laughs> so i'm sure that makes it easier to yeah. at least a degree i was like that was pretty cool with pulp fiction era samuel l jackson captain yeah. marvel i think i i, I kind of I mean like he looks recognize. he's looked exactly the same for the yeah. last 30 years so 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 you think maybe they just took like old footage of these cats you get like they got anthony mackie a falcons at some at some point for no reason grabs a microphone and he's about to freestyle against eminem that's what we're about to see there i <laughs> so forget all the time that he was in that movie oh yeah he was papa doc he was i know but the, i was anthony like mackie the falcon who was in this movie believe it or not i know um, was Papa Doc yeah. in Eight Mile? Damn, what's that movie like? Is that late nineties, fifteen years ago? No, 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 no. Well, no. The, oh, yeah, how about this? How about no, no? Yeah, no. It can't Sorry. be a full twenty Last years day. because the Slim Shady LP turned twenty years old this yes. week. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, yeah. it was. It was like ten, fifteen oh. years ago. Eight Mile was like two thousand three. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, wow, two thousand three. Still though. So Mm. Um, okay, so Jay, we so young, that leaving the best for last. Yeah, give us your interpretation, sir. Interpretation. The swing dingling. All right. Uh, uh, Stop now. <laughs> <laughs> the Our swing dingling speaks, y'all. Endgame sure ended the game. <laughs> See, his jokes are funny. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, no, 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 no. Um, I think the game is over. <laughs> oh brother oh my god seriously yeah all right you know what i'm giving endgame a thumbs up i really yeah. enjoyed this picture i think it has a little something for everybody i also like that it's not just a straight-up comic movie we didn't just see superheroes well the bad guy's up and now we gotta bring them down you know this was like i said it was a heist movie there's like race ports parts there's like uh teams breaking up to accomplish missions mm -hmm. there's teams working together this has i think my favorite fight scene since maybe oh the way redemption you the know freaking the, the climax of this movie is ridiculous oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely and touching yeah. yes like so it's everything much, man i am not ashamed to admit at all there are several moments where Got a little i misty just, eye, just, 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 just a lot like, of good fan service not like the sexy kind like the, the good <laughs> yeah kind. they weren't the just servicing fans there was yeah. fan service, service. <laughs> yeah dude and it's not just like it inspired and it was a satisfying ending uh it was a touching ending 
and I was emotionally invested in most of this movie. Like that was very unexpected. I I I I can't give this this earns the highest thumbs up. For me. Like this, yeah, no, this is. It's like it's like the culmination of all your nerd dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for the eventual home video release so I can just rewind it. I know, just watch it over and over. So I can watch my favorite scenes. Yeah, little things that you. Oh my god, I can't wait for the Blu-ray extras. Right. Yeah. How 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 many are they gonna be though? Because this movie itself is three hours. I want like plus hours. I want like Lord of the Rings extended edition level of special features and behind the scenes stuff because I love that. I love that stuff. That's my thing. We're not going to see Shayna for a week. We're just going to be home watching these Blu-ray extras like... <laughs> right? I will watch those more than the actual movie, which... You're going to walk out. You're going to have uh... like the, 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 the big-ass time-traveler beard. Hey, it was great watching Avengers Endgame again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll give it a thumbs up. Shayna? Where you at? All right. Chair? Yeah, thumbs up. All right. And Jason, as our guest, be operating on thumbs up, thumbs down. System. Absolutely. Two thumbs up. For sure. All right, awesome. The Geek Down gives it its highest approval and highly recommends you all check it out. Also, keep an eye out on geek-down.com and on our social media. We will have the full-on spoiler talk where we will nerd the F out. And, man, I don't think I've ever had so much to say. Oh, my God. Like, I'm holding so much in. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Mostly because I have a a bone to pick. But not with um the movie, but with a complaint that I'm hearing a lot of people have with the movie, and it annoys me that they are getting it wrong. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it had it had what this is. it had things that satisfied me of the POC. It definitely passed the Bechtel test at several points. It had yes. actual consequences for characters. It had very satisfying reveals for what people have been doing in the time since Infinity War. Um, which I thought was dope. It proved you can actually do good versions of characters we didn't think you could do good versions of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear these, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But until then, I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed episode, this comic-laden episode of The Geek Down. I've been Pat B. I want to thank Shayna. I want to thank Jerry Palapal. And where can they find you, sir? Twitter.com, swing dingling. It <laughs> just got to hit me. Every Wednesday, the Wrestle Down as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Check out the Geek Down's newest show, The Wrestle Down. And also, want to th- want to remind you all to check out thenakedeye.com. I want to thank Jason. You want to tell them, again, where they can get the inside stuff. Sure. Free six-page preview, nakedeyecomic.com. Kickstarter runs until May 17th. Uh, we're going to have new surprises uh, until literally the very end of the campaign. So, And uh, like I said, it's a story I really believe in. All the details are on the Kickstarter page. All right, you heard the man. Get mm-hmm. on that, and we'll catch you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, you can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Find us on social media, slash The Geek Down on Facebook, at The Geek Down on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, all over the mother. Fans FM, even. Depends on how far you want to reach. And we'll catch you all next time. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.